What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour, and it's time for the ultimate breakdown. Welcome back, everyone, to the ultimate breakdown. Today, I'm starting with Beverly Hills. So recently, Tamara Judge from the Real Housewives of Orange County reportedly made some pretty bold claims during the season two of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. So according to page six, she alleges that Denise try, Denise Richards from Beverly Hills uh, tried to hook up with her at BravoCon in 2019. An insider says that Tam rev- revealed the bombshell claim while filming season two of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip at Dorinda's home in the Berkshires. Um, Tamara told Brandy, who has her her own history with Denise, obviously, about her alleged November 2019 experience with Denise. A source close to Denise obviously denies Tamara's allegations, saying the story is not true. Um, I don't really know anything else other than the fact that, you know, the insider also said it's not true and... Denise has said that it's completely not true. So obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about this again when Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 airs. So I'm going to table that for now, but just letting you guys know what is being talked about. So for the upcoming season of Beverly Hills, there's been lots of rumors going around with Kathy and uh, some reported drama that happened on the Aspen trip with all the ladies. So Sutton is putting um, putting everything to bed, basically, by... Um, with all these reports that are floating around about this cash trip. Um, So Sutton denies reports that Kathy called her assistant the F word in Aspen. On Instagram, a Bravo fan asked Sutton, did Kathy Hilton really use a slur when talking about your assistant? And she simply replied, no. Um, It was previously reported that Kathy allegedly called Sutton's assistant um, an F word slur. Um, It's, you know, a derogatory, I mean... It's a derogatory term, no matter how much you look at it. But anyways, um, Kathy allegedly had some type of meltdown because of all the ladies left the house for dinner without her. There are reports saying that when the ladies returned back to their Airbnb, Kathy began to curse them out and throw objects at them and producers. I don't really believe that that is true. Um, After returning to Los Angeles, Kathy allegedly sent Lisa Rinna a cease and desist letter to silence her from talking about Kathy's behavior while on the trip. Um... Kathy stopped filming after the Aspen cast trip and skipped the finale party. She has denied having any kind of meltdown in Aspen. Um, it's hard to say, um, you know, what we're going to see. I, I'm just letting you guys know what's, you know, being talked about out there. But I really don't know if any of this is true. Um, obviously, Sutton's saying that she did not call her assistant the F word. So I guess we will wait and see. Now, Kathy has since commented on um, what we can expect for the next season uh, in a small interview with Entertainment Tonight on Oscar Sunday. She opened up about the drama that's to come by saying, um, a little bit, a little bit, you have to wait and see. She said, overall, I think it's going to be great. We have a great time together. And when you're spending so much time together, you're bound to have a little, a little drama. E.T. then asked Kathy if she is on speaking terms with the Beverly Hills cast, and initially Kathy said yes before changing her mind. She then said, well, I don't know. There might be one I'm not. And then Kathy said, of course she will be back for another season of Beverly Hills. However, don't expect to see her husband Rick on the show. She said never. He would never, ever. Um, So I did think it was exciting that she said that, um, you know, she's going to be on another season because there has been a couple rumors about her not coming back after this season. So it's definitely going to be exciting to have her as like a regular friend on the show. 
Um, as for this drama, I just, it's so hard to believe everything, but I guess we'll have to tune in and wait and see. So that's actually all I have for Beverly Hills. I'm going to move over to New York. So I do have a big update for y'all. Um, if you have not already heard, I know this, this information came out, uh, last week, but, um, I'm going to talk about it and break down, uh, break it down with you guys. Um, I want to give you guys my full opinion on everything. So Obviously, we had a messy and low-rated 13th season of Real Housewives of New York City, which concluded in September without even holding a reunion, which is the first time ever in the history of any Housewives show where that has happened. Um, so fixing this important cornerstone of the franchise is definitely crucial for the network, considering that this is one of the most beloved shows on Bravo. Um and Andy did an interview with Variety, an exclusive interview, where he um, unveiled the team's radical new plan in an exclusive interview. So it's a two-part strategy. Um, and basically what, what's going on is um, Bravo's first priority is to fix the mothership, um, which is basically, you know, rebooting Roni. So we're going to have basically a whole new cast of Housewives on Roni. There won't be any returning cast members on the actual Real Housewives of New York City. Um, but then they will be also doing a Roni legacy or Roni throwback is what they're kind of calling it right now. So what that's basically going to consist of from what they're telling us is um, past cast members that we all love. So it could be somebody like Jill Zarin or Bethany or Ramona, Sonia, Luann. It's going to be past cast members. So, but moving forward, we are getting two separate shows for New York, essentially. So I'm going to read you guys the article because it's just going to help us get through this together and I can give you guys my opinion. So Andy said, this is the most multicultural, diverse, and energetic and exciting city in America. We are searching for a multicultural group of friends who really best reflect the most exciting city in the country. We're looking for a group of women who are real friends and who are of diverse backgrounds, races, and religions. So if you're kind of wondering, like, what's going on? Why are they even doing this? Um, so basically, Real House of the New York City was, it was kind of plagued in a way from COVID. Um, there was restrictions in New York City for the fall of 2020 and winter of 2021 was when they filmed. The uh, It's a smaller than usual cast of five women is what they had. And, you know, we've we've had anywhere from, you know, five women on this show to having eight, you know, like we've, and it's, it's succeeded through so many different, you know, uh, different times. I mean, we've had many different casts and I don't know. So anyways, um, for the first time in New York Housewives history, they did include a black cast member. Her name is Ebony Williams. Um, so basically what had happened was, I think, a, com a combination of low ratings as well as just not being able to go anywhere and film anything. There wasn't really anything for them to talk about or bait you know the, these women um almost kind of had formulated um that this is a job and it wasn't so much that you know i mean f like here's the deal with these housewives shows it is a job for these ladies but a lot of them are true friends outside of the show too so i think where roni was lacking was the friendships just weren't there anymore um you could tell that these these whole um this whole I don't know why I can't speak today. Um, you could tell that this, you know, the whole cast just was not getting along in the right way. And they really needed to make a change to save the ratings and save the show. 
All right, so let's dive into this article and this interview. So an obvious question for the rebooted Roni is whether Ebony, who was popular with some segments of the audience, but less so with others, might be an anchor of the new show. Andy said, we are interviewing multiple groups of friends, so certainly if Ebony is interested and has friends that would meet our casting goals, then of course they would be considered. Of course, Real Housewives of Atlanta, typically the most highly rated series in the Housewives portfolio and um, popular Real Housewives of Potomac, both feature entirely black casts, but Andy said that he doubts that the new Roni will go that way. He said, I think it will be the rainbow that is New York City. That is the goal. With the new throwback edition, Andy said that the Housewives creative team learned key lessons from the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, which brought together cast members from different franchises and launched on on Peacock in mid-November. With this new series, though, the women will be filmed in their lives in New York rather than set into an island somewhere. Um, he said, our loyal fans have spoken as to what they want to see and what they don't want to see, and we've taken that all into account. And this is a series where you're going to expect to see fan favorites from the show's great history. He said, it's organic. They were in each other's lives and they are in each other's lives. We're looking at people who are beloved by fans. Andy's use of beloved would suggest that Ramona, an OG cast member for Moni, who's become an increasingly divisive figure in recent years will not be a part of the throwback but andy and a bravo spokesperson said official casting hasn't even begun and wouldn't elaborate further on ramona uh, specifically andy isn't worried about casting the throwback show it's the roni reboot he's focused on and he sounded gleeful when he was discussing it he said i've got to tell you that in my almost 20 years working with bravo to me this is the most exciting casting proposition that i've been involved with we are quite literally looking for who will be the new Real Housewives of New York City, and I think this represents a tremendous opportunity for a rebirth of the show. What we're looking for is everything that makes a great housewife, fun, opinionated, successful, aspirational women who represent a side of New York that we want to see more of. Andy also discussed the particulars of the relaunch um, of New York City and its new sibling show. So before we get into that, I just want to say... Everything on paper sounds good to me. Like, honestly, I have felt that we needed to get a whole new cast for this show for a couple seasons now, only because I feel like Ramona, Luann, Sonia, I feel like their stories are a little bit played out now, and they would definitely more so belong on, like, an Ultimate Girls Trip or, a Le you know, Roni Legacy, like they're planning on doing. I don't see their personal stories really evolving anymore for them to be on a Housewife show um, it, the show just is not what it is anymore. I mean, having these conversations about politics and, you know, stuff that's not fun, stuff that we don't want to talk about when we're watching reality TV is um, is very telling in the ratings. So I, I'm excited for this new chapter of Roni. I really am. So continuing on with the interview, the interviewer asked, how is casting working generally speaking? Like, how do you find groups of friends? Andy responded by saying, part of why we really wanted to announce this before it happened is that we want to hear from people. This is a major casting search. We're going to be casting all over Manhattan and the boroughs. Part of the search is spreading the word. And when you start from scratch, Beverly Hills was a really successful season one cast. Jersey was a really successful season one cast. Salt Lake City was a really successful season one cast. Those were people who were in each other's lives, who knew each other, who were relatives. That's one of the things that is going to be fun about this, because when we find people that we love, we can say, who are your friends? Who else is in your life? 
Um, the interviewer said, I've talked to both you and Shari Levine about this in the past when Bravo started integrating previously all white Real Housewives casts. It was hard in New York in particular. How do you incentivize a woman of color who's seen that what who's seen what other women of color have gone through to say, yes, I want to do this? And Andy said, I think that it will make it better if they're going on with their friends or people that are in their lives. Listen, there are two types of people, people who want to be on the show and who don't want to be on the show. I think if the door is partly open towards the conversation and you say, we love your best friend too and we love your cousin, then I think it becomes more of a, oh, wow, let's all do this together and this will be great. Interviewer said, diversifying the Housewives has gone well for the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and with Salt Lake City and the Miami reboot from their starts. For Dallas, it turned into a disaster that's ended the show for now, and it didn't go great for New York either. Tell me what you've learned about successful, inclusive casting in the past years. This is a question that I, I, you know, wanted to know the answer for myself. So Andy said, One of the things that makes these shows a success is that they're about real people with real connections and their interactions. The thing we always come back to is is that our greater successes, and certainly one of the things that resonated with Roni in the past, is featuring women who had relationships before joining the show, and we're going to focus on that going forward. Interviewer said, switching to Roni throwback show, do you know who in particular you might want on it? And Andy said, in my mind, I do. Interviewer said, let's just say, because they're still beloved and we're on the last season, Sonia and Luann. Andy said, I don't really want to get into specifics about specific women because then it's like, oh, well, he said yes to these two. The answer is Sonia and Luann have been a part of the show for Luann from the beginning and Sonia since season three. So I think in theory, sure. I could talk to you about hypothetical situations involving a lot of people that used to be on the show. I think the good news is that's a group that's all still in each other's lives. I thought it was interesting that he said this only because um, it's kind of how I feel like um, without giving away too much of, you know, his opinion, he was basically saying that, you know, these members have been on along for, you know, been on for a long time, but I can't really get into who's going to be back on the show for the reboot. Interviewer said, I know you are focusing on the reboot first, but is Bethany Frankel a potential cast member for the throwback show? And Andy said, listen, I go back with Bethany since the beginning. She's moved to Connecticut, but she's still in the Hamptons. Her life has now evolved to another place, so I can't imagine her want to do it. I can't imagine her wanting to do it. But of course, you know, I never turned on a conversation with Bethany about coming back. That would be a really smart decision if they do decide to bring her to the reboot show. Just saying. Um, Interviewer said, do you have a goal for when to start shooting the rebooted Roni? He said... No, I feel like we want to get the cast right. We just want to get it right. So that's the focus right now. I don't want to be back into production date because I want this to succeed. It's too important to too many people. I like that he said that because it definitely is important. (laughs) The interviewer said, going back to last season of Roni, when did you realize that the show wasn't working? Andy responded by saying, excuse me, I think that we put a lot I'm sorry, I think that we've put last season of Rondi under so much scrutiny and trial that I hate to rehash. When we were shooting, we only had five housewives. We were shooting during COVID. We were tremendously limited as to where we could shoot. And this was a show that was really shot differently than all the other cities because New York City is very much a huge character in the show. That all aside, I think that if you look at any series where the ratings are declining week to week as the series goes on and the viewer feedback is growing disenchanted on social media, I think that was a big red flag for us because this is a beloved show and that's part of the reason why it's taken a bit for us to just sit with this and figure out how we want to make this right and make it a gift to the fans, which I think this will wind up being. 
the interviewer said, the finale was in September. You knew there was a problem before that, so I assume this was a long, thought-out process. Andy said, it's been long and thought out, but in truth, we were really just started having... We really just started having the most serious conversations over the last few months because we also just wanted to sit and get some air and recalibrate. This is a show that's gone back into production very closely after the reunion every year. That's why we also just wanted to give everybody a minute to their lives and then it let us figure it out. If we could do anything, which we can, what will we do? We've also seen the success of Ultimate Girls Trip that informed the idea of doing this throwback that's allowed us to say, well, wait, there is a big desire for an element of nostalgia. And I heard from more people over the last two years that they've rewatched Roni from the beginning and how much they love early seasons of Roni. I just think there are a lot of people who hold this particular franchise very dear to their hearts and also have a lot of nostalgia about it. I think that this throwback version will be playing on that. This is why I think both ideas are a gift to the fans. We're totally revitalizing Roni with the energy and spirit of the city of New York and bringing it up to date while also giving the fans the gift of being able to visit with their old friends. The interviewer said, the women who were on Roni last season, have they been agitating? Um, did you hear from them? Freak- Do you hear from them frequently? <clears throat> Andy said, I was hearing from them a lot last year, but I have to say, especially given that this group is usually a group that is very like, when are we starting? What's the plan? You know, they're aggressive and they're type A. They've really all respected the fact that we're going to figure this out and we'll let you know. So they've been very relaxed, especially considering that this is a group of people that I would not necessarily typically characterize as relaxed. The interviewer said, can you talk more about how Peacock and the success of Ultimate Girls Trip with the fans, at least since the ratings aren't reported, open up new doors for the Real Housewives franchise? Andy said, Ultimate Girls Trip was a really was really a smash hit and it allowed us to see oh, we can have this other universe going and it's not going to cannibalize the original. It made the pitch of doing this throwback version like you could see it in another year. It might have seemed gluttonous or odd about whether there was an appetite for the Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of New York throwback, but I think this just gives us more options and places to put it, the throwback version. The interviewer said, and when you think about the early days of Roni and what was missing last season, what do you, as both the executive producer and fan of the shows, want to see in the cast? Andy said, I want us to find five new stars that nobody's ever heard of who have real connections to each other, who are friends. I want it to be fun. I want it to be funny. I want it to tick the boxes for everything that we love about the housewives. They're fun. They're outspoken. They're dramatic. They're aspirational. They're successful. They're opinionated. And they're their own group. We've been telling the story really well of this group of women for a long time, which, by the way, if you really look at it over 13 seasons, very little turnover. Interviewer said, was there ever a scenario in which you might have maybe brought back Luann and Sonia and Ebony and then cast three or four new women, a reboot like the one that happened in season five? Andy said, I mean, we talked about everything. There were people who really who really wanted, let's just totally start over. And then there were people who were like, wait a minute, but what about this group? that we've invested 13 years in. I think that's why this is really listen- this is really listening to everybody. And the final question, when you talk about wanting the fans to have input on both of these shows, especially the throwback version, how do you actually figure out what people are saying? And Andy said, we have a pretty active research department at Bravo, so I will say when research comes to the programming execs, it's usually not that surprising given what we're already hearing. People call me Bravo Andy, and they either blame me or applaud me for everything that happens on Bravo, whether I have something to do with it or not. So I feel especially connected to the audience. I do a Q&A with the Watch What Happens Live audience every night before the show, and I hear opinions every night. 
I feel like a walking focus group that I'm listening to just based on what's coming to me all day long. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I am excited for this new chapter of Roni. I'm I'm optimistic and I'm also willing to give it a shot. I know there's a lot of fans out there who are really upset over this decision, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I want to see what they come up with. I want to see, you know, what the um what the new cast is. I want to see how they format the the throwback uh, or legacy, Roni legacy. I, I want to see how this all turns out before I give, you know, my ultimate opinion on it. But I'm willing to give it a shot and I'm excited for it. Moving on over to Orange County, a recent episode of her podcast, Heather Dubrow's World, Heather talked about how difficult it is to have a friendship with Noella. She said, it's like people who buy a diet book and think they'll lose weight. You can't just show up. You have to do the work. You can't just read about it, hear about it, sign up for a course and do all that stuff. You have to do the work. Every time I watch the show or I've interacted with her, I just never know who's showing up. She is whoever she needs to be in that moment with whomever whomever she's with. But the problem is to try to be friends with someone like that is almost not possible because you never really know who they are because they don't even know who they are. She said, I feel so horrible for everything she's going through, but it still never allows you to treat other people poorly. Like it's not an excuse, but it's very hard. Again, it's really hard to assimilate those two worlds. Noella, of course, responded to Heather's claims on her podcast. On her Instagram story, she reposted a story about Heather's comments and shared her feelings on it all. She said, um, Heather doesn't want friends. She only wants minions. And um, Noella wrote, agreed, because you're not looking for friends and I will never be your minion. Um, Here's the thing. I think Noella is being, you know, a little harsh on Heather. Um, She... um, I don't really, I can't really remember, like, I don't think Heather really did anything to Noella. So I don't really know. I, I don't, I feel like she's kind of just reaching to start an argument with her. But, you know, the bottom line is, I don't want to say she's crazy, but um, I feel like she's, uh, you know, beating a dead horse with this one. And um, especially this last week of Orange County, I just felt like it was really annoying to watch that she was clearly caught in a lie. And um, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch this reunion for sure. Well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. So here is your Flash filming update. Real Housewives of Atlanta Season 14 will premiere on Sunday, May 1st. The trailer is in my Instagram. You can go there and watch it. Beverly Hills has finished filming, and I'm hearing a premiere date could be as soon as May 11th. So don't quote me on that. I will let you guys know as soon as I know more information. But I'm hearing May 11th. Uh, Real Housewives of Miami, I believe has not yet begun filming, but they are in early talks of casting. Uh, New Jersey, the reunion was filmed um, just a few days ago. Everybody was in attendance. Um, I believe Teresa had her appendix removed, but she was still there at the reunion. Uh, She was not allowed to yell, so I could only imagine how, how much she was not able to get into it with some of these ladies, which is kind of disappointing, but hope for a speedy recovery for Teresa. Um... I gave you guys the update on New York. You know what's happening with that. Orange County, I believe we're reaching the end really soon. The reunion has been filmed, so we should be getting that in a couple weeks. Potomac has begun filming for season seven. And um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is currently still filming for their third season with, I believe, two new housewives. And some exciting news. Um, Real Housewives of Dubai, the teaser is posted on my Instagram. And the premiere for... That franchise will be on June 1st. So set your calendars, 
because that will be another show that we can watch and dive into together. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour with AJ for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. Thank you.